hearts are filled with expectation. They are filled with love and a passion for you. We have a hunger and a thirst that only you can satisfy. Lord, we enter this moment with anticipation. We know that in your presence, bodies are healed, broken dreams are restored, and lives are transformed. Because with you, all things are possible. Lord, we say, as we worship, you are welcome here. Consume us. Change us. Give us visions and dreams. Give us your heart for the nations. Give us your heart for this generation. And Father, let our generation arise and demonstrate the kind of selfless faith that will change the world. Let a generation emerge that will manifest your love in the earth so that all will come to know you. As we worship, let your presence fill this room. Release signs, wonders, and miracles. We'll be changed. We expect an encounter with you. And we know we'll never be the same as we worship. As we worship. As we worship.
Your power is great in the heavens and the earth, and your anger is shown against all wickedness and the evil imagination of men. Father, I boldly approach your throne yet again, this time asking for grace and mercy for your bride, the church. Your word says that judgment shall begin at the house of God, so let the church bear the greatest indictment. Because your invisible works are clearly seen, demonstrating your eternal power and divine nature, all men are without excuse. Yet through hypocrisy, we have given place to your enemies to blaspheme your great and holy name. Because of our perversion and deceitfulness, which brings shame to your name, they question whether we are really your children. For this cause, Lord, we are guilty and bear the greater burden. We have been weighed in the balance and been found wanting, yet we refuse to change our path. We have been deliberate in our great trespass before you, Lord, and we are not hidden from your sight. We have provoked you to anger with our foolish and unwise behavior, being spiritually blind and naked, allowing the world to see our shame. Heavenly Father, because you are a God of mercy and great compassion, we come before you in humility that you may examine our ways. We come before you confessing that if we humble ourselves and pray, seek your faith, and turn from our wicked ways, then will you hear from heaven, forgive our sins, and heal our land. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, 
We thank you, Heavenly Father, that your hands are not shortened, that they cannot save, nor your ear heavy, that it cannot hear. We stand before you, Lord, to answer the indictment that has been laid against us and pray that through repentance our sins will be forgiven. For we have done wicked things in your sight, even rebellion against your commandments and your continual reminders and warnings. In the name of Jesus, we acknowledge our shortcomings and weaknesses, seeking to be washed in the blood of our Savior Jesus Christ. For we were called to be the salt of the earth, a people that would bear witness to your name, follow your examples, live by your commandments, and set a difference between that which is holy and that which is profane. Instead, our hearts have been pierced with the desires of the world, and we have adopted their ways, chasing after materialism and lust and compromising your standards. We have not sought you for who you are, but for what you can give and how much we can get. We have allowed worldliness into your church and created unholy alliances with the world, calling that which is evil good and that which is good evil, while refusing to take a righteous stand. We have sought validation from the world and coveted the admiration of men who have perverted your statutes for selfish gain. We have shown them all that is in your sanctuary, giving access to thieves and robbers who now make merchandise of your sheep and a mockery of your name. We have failed to protect the innocent, neglected the cries of the poor, and watched as families are being destroyed. We have not sanctified you in the eyes of the people, becoming powerless gift chasers who adorn the things on the outside while failing to address the evil within. We have compromised your word by seeking popularity and friendship with the world, choosing to entertain the masses with our talents and gifts while watering down your word and speaking fables instead of convicting people to change. We stand idle as the innocent are snatched from the womb while we defend the guilty, giving them place on your stage. We are consumed with the pursuit of wealth, while at the same time we are robbed of morality, dignity, and holiness. Through compromise and exploitation, we have lost our influence. Through sermonettes and motivational speeches, we have catered to itching ears. And through hypocrisy and double standards, our pulpits have been stripped of power and authority. We have even embraced the lifestyles of this world and distorted the meaning of your love instead of preaching the sovereign design and plan of God. We have lost our way, Lord, and given over to the cares of this life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, forgive us, Father, for we bombard your throne with selfish prayers while the world around us declines and decay, drifting further and further away from you. We have been mesmerized by the lust of the world and desensitized by its influences while engaging in unspeakable acts, adultery and fornication, abortion, drunkenness, promiscuity, hatred and insensitivity, drug use, blasphemy, idolatry, man lying with man, women lying with women. We defile ourselves by flooding our minds with pornography, immorality and lust, and other kinds of sexual perversion. We have neglected our children and not taught them your ways, putting success and riches before love and direction. We have allowed our marriages to grow cold, harbored unforgiveness, and refused to show affection, while opening the door for the enemy to wreak havoc in our families. We have become a lukewarm church, lacking holiness and obedience to your word, even denying your name, Lord, and abandoning the cross. We have allowed false prophets to operate in the church while embracing false gods and religions. We are in a backslidden state and confess our sins before you. We were all born into this world with something to surrender, but so many of us have refused to let go 
choosing to embrace our fallen nature by making excuses for sin, as opposed to trusting your word for deliverance and healing. In doing so, we have denied the power of the cross and the delivering authority of your resurrection. We go down in the water, but never come up, sinking further and further into the death you gave your life to conquer. We have titles without meaning, performances without actors, services without substance, and buildings that are lifeless when it comes to the real power of God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we repent, Lord, and ask for your forgiveness. Lord, let your anger and fury be held back, and let your mercy fall upon us as we repent of our wicked deeds and turn back to you. Let us once again be the people you have chosen to show yourself strong in the earth, that through our examples and trusting your word, the world will once again look to the church for salvation and demonstration of the true power of God. Lord, please hear our cry, incline thine ear, and behold our frail state, that we may eagerly approach your throne with boldness and have confidence at your appearing. Your word says that you will never leave or forsake us, and we come to you by faith, knowing that without faith it is impossible to please you. Deliver us from the guilt of the past and wipe away all condemnation, for through our sin we have given the enemy access to our lives and the legal right to carry out his diabolical plan of destruction against us. But now, Lord, through repentance, his rights have been revoked. In the name of Jesus, we denounce Satan and his demonic forces of evil and his rebellion against the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus and the finished work of the cross, he loses all rights to torment, deceive, destroy, afflict, and manifest himself in the lives of your people. And we sever all ties, cooperation, agreement, conspiracy, and relationship with the world and the world system. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we command Satan to loose every stronghold, demonic manifestation, false belief, vice, grip, addiction, spell, and curse right now according to the word of God. We choose you, Lord, and the finished work of the cross, and want no part of Satan and the temptations of this world. I declare right now that we are loosed in your precious name. Lord, we renew our covenant and commitment to you and exercise our choice to faithfully serve you with all of our heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. In the name of Jesus, we make a conscious choice to turn back to you and once again follow after your statutes and commandments and pledge our undivided service and devotion to you. For we have been bought with a price and serving you is our reasonable service. So help us, Lord, to be lights in this world, ambassadors of the Most High God, and instruments of righteousness, representing your will and not our own. I pray, Lord, that our hunger and thirst for you is never quenched, and that you give us both to will and to do your good pleasure, that we as a church may fulfill the calling and purpose that you have spoken over our lives. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we denounce the pleasures of this world, false doctrine, and all forms of spiritual adultery. We pray that you expose the synagogue of Satan operating behind church walls, every lying and deceitful spirit, and demons operating as the angels of light. Let us not worship or reverence anyone or anything but the true and living God, and drive out the spirit of Antichrist. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that you remove all doubts and bring revelation to every distortion of the truth, and that we drive out the spirit of Jezebel that teaches fornication, lust, and idolatry. That her curse, seduction, and influence be broken and bound right now in the name of Jesus and erased from the hearts and minds of your people. I ask, Lord, that the depths of Satan operating in the church be exposed and driven out in Jesus' name. 
that we no longer defile ourselves through the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, hating all evil, pride, arrogance, and the evil way. Grant us spiritual discernment that we are not deceived. Let us examine the fruit of a man and not be gift chasers led astray by talents, gifts, and charisma. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that the church will once again be known for its good work, love, faith, dedication, patience, and compassion to all men. That we hate the sin but love the sinner, understanding that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. Let us love according to the word of God, standing on the truth, preaching the word in and out of season, and making no provision for the flesh, while understanding that grace is not an excuse for sin and a justification for heaven. Help us, Lord, to minister without compromise to those seeking the truth and be found without spot or wrinkle, boldly proclaiming the truth of Christ and the power of his resurrection. Let us live and reign with Christ, clothed with holiness and abiding in his presence through eternity. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I speak life into your church and come against all dead things. Let our branches bring forth fruit in their season and our roots be nourished by the waters of life. Let us be called and set apart, chosen and faithful, serving as kings and priests in your kingdom, knowing that we are in the end times, that we be not lulled to sleep by the passing of days, nor deceived by scoffers who deny your coming, but that we are watchful and that day does not overtake us as a thief in the night. We are pilgrims in the earth and this is not our home. So we look forward to the rapture and second coming of Christ, having faith that the promises of God shall come to pass. In the name of Jesus, I pray that we hold fast to our belief that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man cometh to the Father but by you, and that we never lose our boldness and passion for the Most High God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that we are not weary in well-doing, and that we have a desire to spend quality time in your word and in fellowship with you, that we neglect not the fellowshipping of the saints, as we are one in the body of Christ and sealed by the precious gift of the Holy Spirit, that we may all faithfully walk in the calling and purpose we have been given, pressing toward the mark and high calling of Jesus Christ our Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are able to keep that which we have committed unto you against that day, and that nothing we have done is in vain, but all things are accounted to our heavenly account that we may be rich towards God. Lord, let us run this race with patience, looking unto you who has endured the cross and despised the shame for the joy that was set before you, that our names be confessed before the Father and written in the Lamb's book of life. I pray, Lord, that we are steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the love of God, that we may receive a crown of life promised to those who endure unto the end. Now unto God, who knows the beginning from the end, who is our shield in time of trouble, and who causes us to endure the fiery furnaces of life, we give you honor and praise. We proclaim and ascribe greatness to your name, for your deeds are perfect and all that you do is just and fair. You own the cattle on a thousand hills and cause darkness to flee in the presence of light. I pray, Lord, that we demonstrate our gratitude for all that you have done by keeping your commandments. For your word says obedience is better than sacrifice and rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Let your word be a light unto our path, revelation in darkness, and our blueprint for all matters pertaining to this life and the one thereafter. It is through you, Heavenly Father, and the power of your might that one could chase a thousand and two could put ten thousand to flight. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. These things I ask and pray and affirm in Jesus' great and holy name. Amen. 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 
And good evening and welcome again to LPJ 64 for Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thang End Time Bible Study. And here we go again, blessed again of God yes. to see another day. Another day in. He has blessed us to see another day come and go. Yes, he has. And so tonight, get your Bibles ready. We're going to be talking about trust not in deceptive, tricky words, the prophets and worship. And there's plenty of them out there. Yes, a lot of <laughs> tricky pastors speaking in all different ways. We have to be careful because we got to know the word of God. We're going to go into the Old Testament, Isaiah 44 and verse 7. Isaiah 44, verse 7 says, Who is like me? Let him stand and proclaim it, declare it, and set his proofs in order, in order before me, since I made and established the peoples of antiquity, who has announced from old the things that are coming. Then let them declare yet, future things. That's right. Let them declare it. Amen. And you can declare it on God's word. You sure can. You can use God's word and stand on anything that he has told you in his word. That's you don't right. have to wonder, think, go on what anybody else say, but you can take his word and stand on it. You sure can. You really can. So we need to realize we can stand on the word of God. You know, of course, the Lord offers a better way to live. He offers us the opportunity to follow him, to love him, and to worship him. This way we can save ourselves from many of the problems that we might bring upon ourselves. Oh, no. The magic word there, bring, bring up on ourselves. ourselves. Not yeah. something God put on us. Not That's something we that God allowed to happen, but we brought upon ourselves. Amen. You know, just claiming to follow the Lord is not what the Christian life should be. So we will take a note of what a few prophets said about the people who thought that their worship of the true God on the true Sabbath day was all that was necessary. So the people felt it did not matter how they lived the rest of the week. So as the prophet showed, this is a lie. Truly, this way of thinking is a good way to make all kinds of trouble for ourselves. Yes. And you know what? We've been doing that down through the years. Well... That's what have happened to a lot of Christians. Yes. They think on the holy day that God have hollered and blessed it. They think that that's the only day they have to be right and live right. But that's not that's true. That's not true. God said every day you should live right, do right. Worship him, praise him, lift him up, give him the glory. 
In other words, seek first his kingdom every day. Every day. That the world may see him in you mm -hmm. every day. Not just one day out of the week. But every day mm -hmm. the world shall see his light in you. That right. the world may know that you are his child. And we, we must know to live that way every day. Not one day out of the week. And that's why the world has such a big problem knowing that we are God's children. That we live for God. That we're Christians. Because we want to take one day out of the week and pretend be, to be God's child. We don't walk the light. We don't speak the light. And we don't live up to the light. Of God. That's right. You know, <clears throat> every day is a, a moment by moment with the Lord each day. And so each day as we learn His Word, we learn the things, we learn to be His friend because He wants to be friends with us. <clears throat> yes. God wants us to be a friend just like your friend to your wife, to your next door neighbor. Correct. That you can sit and talk with him just mm -hmm. like that. Trust him. Believe in him. Know that he is of his word. And what you read <clears throat> is what God is. He can't lie. That's right. But you can trust him when you can't trust your other friend. You can take him at his word. Take him at his word. And now we're going to go to Micah chapter 6, verse 1 through 8. Micah. 6. Mm -hmm. And verse 1 to 8. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Micah 6, starting with verse 1. Hear now what the Lord says. Arise, contend, and plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, O mountain, the Lord's controversy in you, strong and enduring foundation of the earth. For the Lord has a controversy, a pleading contention with his people, and he will pleading lead contend with Israel. O oh, my people, what have I done to you? And in what have I wearied you? Testify against me. Answer me. For I brought you up out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house where you were bond servants. And I sent you before Moses and and Miriam, O oh, my people, earnestly remember now what Balak king of Moab devised, and what Balaam the son of Beor answered him. Remember what the Lord did for you from Shedem to Gilgad, Gilgad, that you may know the righteous and saving acts of the Lord. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow 
myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with a cows, a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? So, unlike every other religion, the religion of the Bible, both Testaments teaches that salvation is what? By grace alone. Nothing we do can ever make us good enough or be accepted by God. So our good works can never heal the separation gap that sin has caused between God and his people. So We can't do anything. Can't good. do nothing. So I don't how, care what you do. So how can we do any good work? You can't. So it's only by the mercy of God. It's only... Through God, mm -hmm. that we can do anything. Well, there is no good in us. And you're right. Suppose good works could save us. Suppose good works for, could forgive us. Suppose good works could pay our debt before God. And suppose God's works could reunite sinful people with God. Then Jesus never would have to die for us. It wouldn't have been no need of the cross. Exactly. It wouldn't have been no need of Jesus even coming here. And the plan of salvation would have been something very different from what it is. Is now. That's mm -hmm. right. That's right. So that goes to show you there wasn't any good words from the beginning. Or Jesus would have never came. And so the death of Jesus is, a, is credited to us only by faith. Only the righteousness, right living of Christ, which he did throughout his life, is given to all who truly accept it. Only these gifts can save the sinner. Jesus, Sin is evil. Right. Jesus came to show us how to live. Mm -hmm. To show us that we could live without sin. Mm -hmm. That's Amen. why he came. Amen. To show man that you can live without sin in your life. Only through Christ. <clears throat> Jesus. Amen. You can. That there was a way that we could Amen. live a life without sin and through him, through him only we can. So nothing but the death of Christ could solve the sin problem. He came to reset the world back the way it was. Mm -hmm. The way it was. That's why he's here. To put things back the way it was. And he came so we would have him to do that too. And you're right. He came to reconcile us back to God. That's right. So the Bible is clear that what we say do and think is important but these thoughts and actions show how real our experience is with God <clears throat> and so in other words that there are people who claim to be children of God but they fail to show justice and mercy to their fellow man and see that that's what God 
It's working on us right now for those who want it. You see, we have to ask for this. We have to ask for the Holy Spirit to come into our lives to give us the things that God expects us to have. He said, we have not because we ask not. We have to ask for these things. And they're not something we just come with automatically. Exactly, because see? we can claim with our mouths of norm, but if we're not showing justice and mercy to our fellow men, then we are really acting out the spirit of Satan, no That's matter right. how religious they may pretend to be. He said, men are worshiping me with their mouths, with their hearts so far from me. From me. You see, so Satan will make you think that because you say things with your lips, that you got it going on that you know God. But God said, that's not so. I don't know you and you don't know me until we function in love and that's true love which give you the understanding of others and love for others and, and give mercy to others and understand mercy for others. Mm -hmm. You don't know God. And God exactly don't know right. you. Because we can look at that in Deuteronomy chapter 10. Now let's look at that. Let's look at that. Deuteronomy yeah. chapter 10. Let's look at that. I want to look at that. <laughs> okay, chapter 10. And verse 12 and 13. Oh, yeah. Let's look at that. 12 and 13. Yeah. And it says, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but reverently to fear the Lord your God, that is, to walk in all his ways, to love him, and to serve the Lord your God with all your mind and heart and with your entire being. Verse 13 says, To keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command you today for your good. Amen. Now see, keep those commandments. And serve the Lord with all, with all. Your mind, so, heart, and soul, your entire right. being. That's right. And now you know the Lord. Keep his commandment. Love thy neighbor as you love thyself. Don't lie. Mm -hmm. Don't steal. Right. Don't fornicate. Don't commit adultery. Do not make other gods. No, we have to have those things in us to even say that we know God. Couldn't say that God know us. Feel like bear, you're saying that's correct. That's right. Don't bear false witness against our neighbor. Don't covet what that neighbor had. See, if you have those things in you and you talk about you know God, I think you need to look in the mirror again at yourself. In other words, what you're saying is God, but those who walk humbly with their God will not fail to follow the principles, important rules of justice and mercy, and they will not disrespect the proper way to worship. God wants true worshipers who are willing to show their love for him through obedient lives and humble hearts. All right, there you go. Not ones that say the Ten Commandments were hung on the cross of God. That's not so. That's false teaching. Yes. That's and, false teaching. And also, you got to remember all the right prayers, all the right styles of worship 
and all the right Christian press will mean nothing if the person is nasty, unkind, unjust, and unmerciful to others. All right. So no matter what you do, you better have some kindness, some mercy, and justice for others. That's right. So no matter how well you know the word, Mm. how many scriptures you can quote, or how good you know that Bible in and out. Mm -hmm. If you don't have some love, he said, all that you do, do it with love. In love. God needs to work on all of us for that. Amen. Because we do more judging and talking about Man, one and busy about it. And we, we have love, brothers and sisters. We're getting at the time, that the end of time, when we need love so we can preach to God. Because the only way people are going to see God in us is if we live it. If we live it and they see love. Mm-hmm. If they don't see love then and see us living the testimony that we have, they won't see God. Amen. So we have to have those two things right there. We must be living a life as well as talking. In other words, living a life that we sing about all the time. That's right. We sing it. And talking and shouting, glory, hallelujah, but they don't see any of it in us, brothers and sisters. We have got to start showing Jesus Christ. Every day. Every day of our life. Mm-hmm. We have got to let God be seen. We talk about a God that we never let him be seen. That's yeah. like I'm talking about a Lincoln, but you never see me driving. Right. Tell about how much you love that Lincoln, but you you don't never have one. I never, you never see it. <laughs> so we're talking about a God that people never see. That's we right. need to let him be seen. Let the world see that God we talk about in us. Amen. Amen. Let's look in Isaiah chapter 6 and then verse 1 through 8. Okay. Isaiah chapter 6. In the year that King Uzziah died in a vision, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the skirts of his train filled the most holy part of the temple. Above him stood the cherubim, each had six wings, with two each covered his own face, and with two each covered his feet, and with two each flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds shook at the voice of him who cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone and ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphim's heavenly beings to me, having a live coal on his hand, and which he had taken with tongs from off the altar. 
and with it he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity and guilt are taken away, and your sin is completely atoned for and forgiven. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. So Hosea, Amos, and Micah warned the people of Israel of their great danger. Judah, the southern kingdom, on the other hand, seemed to be under rule of the several good kings. King Uzziah, whose other name was Ezariah, was known and respected upon the nations for his wise leadership and actions. Now you can read that in Second Chronicles 26. But as it often happens, Uzziah's success became his downfall. At first he was humble and faithful, but later he became very proud and expected too much. So the people of Judah appeared to be growing spiritually too. People attended temple services faithfully, but many of the same evils that had spread among the people of Israel were also spread across the kingdom of Judah. At this time, the Lord called Isaiah to his special work, as we read that in Isaiah 6, verse 1 through 8. So, try to imagine how Israel felt when he saw the glory of God, suddenly saw very clear his own sins and the sins of his people in comparison with God's holiness. So no wonder Isaiah acted as he did. It is hard to imagine anyone doing any different. Now is it? If I've seen that, I ain't no telling what. Seeing God's holiness compared to our sinfulness. Oh, that would be something to look at. Mm. I'm telling you right now. To see God's holiness compared, me. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> compared to me. I mean, wow. It would, it would make me take two or three looks and looking at God's holiness compared to my sins. Exactly. So you're right. It, it's, um, here we find uh, before us a very important Bible truth about our sinful condition. Well, when we see it in comparison, with the holiness and glory of God, then we learn how important it is for us to repent and admit our own sins and our need of grace as Isaiah, Isaiah did. Well, you know, if God did not let us see ourselves, mm. we wouldn't have no need to repent because mm. you would think, hey, you're I'm all right. I'm all right. There ain't nothing wrong with me. And the sad part, we want to compare ourselves to each other. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and once you see yourself, it's like, uh-uh, I don't want to compare myself with nobody. Because I'm, I'm just as bad. If I'm in this shape, I don't even want to see what James means. <laughs> Let me just repent. <laughs> this is what God wants you, he wants you to look at. Because when, when he shows you you, Hmm. You look around and say, oh, 
I'm not comparing myself looking to nobody. Looking at myself is enough. Okay. Yeah, because oh, looking, looking at myself, I ain't looking at nobody else. Lord, I'm, I'm just going to repent for me because I know what shape I'm in. There ain't no nigga looking at nobody else. So in other words, if I'm looking at me as bad, I'm like, Lord, the whole world is bad. Oh, I can't yeah, I have nothing yeah. to compare myself to but yeah, his glory. There you go. I got to compare myself at what's born comparing myself. That's Jesus. Mm. Lord, let me repent and be like you. Because right. you're the only thing worthy to be looking at. And you're the only thing worthy to, to want to be to and uh -huh. to be like. You know, if you, you just say, and that's why God let us see ourselves. For who we really for are. For who we really are. And make us realize that he is the only worthy thing to look at is him. There is nothing else worthy on this earth. So now, you say, I've got to repent. To get where Jesus is at, I, I've got to repent. Unclean lips and everything. That's so right. And that's what was going on here. Mm -hmm. And God said, look here, you people are just like this. <laughs> look at yourself. Mm -hmm. Quit looking at everybody else, judging everybody else, wanting to be like everybody else. When you all look, look like each other. Yeah, when you, 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 when you look at them. Sin is sin. Yeah, you're looking at yourself when you look at yes. them so quick. Looking and judging them because you're really judging yourself. That is right. You're really judging Amen. yourself. You know? So we have to be careful. So think for a moment what our worship service would be like if they made us feel humble before our holy God. His holy presence, presence make us aware of our sinful condition and our needs of his saving grace and cleansing power. Suppose that the singing, the prayer, and the preaching work together to lead us to faith, to repentance, and to cleansing. And that worship helped us to cry out, Here I am, send me. That is what worship should be about. Do you know how? Powerful worship service. Mm -hmm. Do you know how God would be lifted up? Do you know how powerful a church would be if the whole church would put forth their worship service towards Jesus mm -hmm. and no one but Him? Amen. What no a, one but Him. What but, a power of the Holy Spirit coming that's in. That's right. The Holy Spirit will come in and that church will be able to move mountains. Wow. The power of the Holy Spirit would move in that church. They move in that church. Amen. This is what God is telling us. If we put ourselves into Him, mm. our thoughts, our mind, everything, our spirit, everything into Him. And come in there and be ready to worship. Man, we would have a worship about this world. Now, but before we go on to what we're talking about, we're going to take a break and play a worship song and come back with more on Trust Not in Deceptive, Tricky Words, The Prophets, and Worship. And keep it locked in on LPJ 64. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
testimony. My testimony, I tell you. Hallelujah. I mean, I got testimony. God is good. There's no testimony without a test. I tell you, he's good. And he I know he's good. good. And why I know he's good? Because I'm talking to you right now. Amen. And if he wasn't good, I wouldn't be right here now. That is the last one. So if you, that's right. If you just join us, you are listening to LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing in Time Bible Study. So we're talking about trust not in deceptive, tricky words, the prophets and worship. Now we're going to be going to Isaiah chapter 1 and we're going to read 11 through 15. And here's what Isaiah is saying. Well, in Isaiah 1, starting with verse 11, it says, To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me, unless they are the offering of the heart? Says the Lord. This is what the Lord is saying. I have had enough of the burnt offerings, the rams, and the fat of fed beasts Ooh, no, without no. obedience. No, check that mm. out. That's good. Now, if he had enough of that, you know he got enough of lip singing. Mm, okay, now, let's keep on the move. <laughs> <laughs> without obedience. And I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or of he goes without righteousness. Verse 12, when you come to appear before me, who requires of you that your unholy feet trample my course. Verse 13, bring no more offering of vanity, emptiness, falsity, vainglory, and futility. Your, ho your hollow offering of incense is an abomination to me. Wow. The new moons the sab and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot endure it. I cannot endure it. It is iniquity and profanation, profanation, even the solemn meeting. Your new moon festivals and your Hypocritical appointed feasts my soul hates. They are an oppressive burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. And when you spread forth your hands in prayer, imploring help, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Mm. Now you hear that? The Lord is serious and if he wow. told them that then. What you think he telling us? What you do know? you think he's trying to tell us today? We, you know, won't, we won't even get to the front door step with Jesus if we don't and stop. We don't, we're doing the same thing. This is what God is talking to us. He knew we would be doing the same crap today mm -hmm. in the church. Wow. This is why he's speaking to us now. So he don't want no useless services. So, in other words, many of the Old Testament prophets wrote warnings to God's people and to the ones who were his 
true church. Most of these people claim to follow the true God. They had a basic understanding of the Bible truths, at least much more than their uh, heathen neighbors. They knew the right things to say and do in worship, but all of this was nowhere near enough. So, you know, the answer is found in the few verses that follow. You know, let's go to verse 18 in Isaiah 1. Well, let's start with 16 through 18. We read all the way up to 15. Let's go to 16 and read to 18. So he's saying, wash yourself, make yourself clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Relieve the oppressed. Correct the oppressor. Defend the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be like wool. Yeah. You see, that's this what, is what he's person. telling us to do. Wash yourselves. Back there, and, and they was just like them. We in the church, we Christians, but we won't help nobody. We won't do nothing for nobody. We won't lift the hand to help the old, the crippled, nobody. God, mm -hmm. he's saying, I don't want, if your heart is not pure, if your heart is not clean, if your heart is not right, and all this other stuff you're doing is worthless. I do not want it. Don't offer it to me. Keep it. I will not hear your prayers. I will not hear your prayers. Keep all that other stuff because I know your heart. That's right. And you know, Micah and Micah said the same thing. So no question, the church is for sinners. Suppose we had to wait until we were perfect before we could worship the Lord. Then none of us would ever be able to worship Him. Well, we'll never be able to. No, because we're all sinners. He, he knows you are a sinner, and that's why He's telling you, yes, I accepted you the way you were, but I don't want, want you, you to, to stay, stay that way. That way. And they stayed that way. They, and in fact, they got worse. They got worse. They didn't change their ways. They got even worse than what they were when they came to the Lord. But the Lord said, no. Mm -hmm. I expect to see some heart changing. I expect Amen. to see you get better, but not worse. And we are the same way today. We sit up in the, in the house of the Lord and claim to know the Lord. And we worse than we were when we come in. But the good news, just like you said, is that God takes us as we are, like you said, and forgives our sin. And like you said, he teaches us that what God cares about most is how we treat others. others. Especially those who are weak and helpless among us, just like what you're saying. Yes, he wants to see his people change and show the love of God. Show right. mercy, kindness, justice, justice. Mm -hmm. Relieve the oppressed. Yes, and relieve the oppressed. Help the old. Give to the poor. That's what God wants to see His people, brothers and sisters. We have to get up, get up, and 
through those things so we can deliver the testimony of God. They will hear it. That's right, because God knows that helping people is more important than all kinds of religious services. Well, that's why I said sure live the life that you Christ, sing about. That you sing about. Let the life that you sing about live in you. Let that Christ's life live in you. Help the poor. And when you help people and help them, give them their needs, they more likely will listen to you and follow you than you going in preaching a lot of good words but leaving them in the same condition they was in when you came to preach. You're right about that. Even God, the disciples told him, said, oh, Father say, um, you can preach into these all day long. They're tired and hungry. They need to be fed. And what did Jesus say? How many loaves of bread and do fish we do you have? have? Mm -hmm. How many fish do we have? Mm -hmm. He took those fish and he multiplied them and he fed them. Everybody. And, and had leftovers. And had leftovers. That, that's not including the kids right. that he fed. Mm -hmm. He fed over 5,000 5, adults. That would not include the kids and things that he fed. He saw their need and he took care of it. And the people heard when he preached they because heard. he took care of their needs. We as Christians, we don't, we don't do that. We just like these people here. We talk about self mm -hmm. <laughs> and nobody else. That's not God. Brothers and sisters, we have got to love everybody. everybody. Whether they belong to the house of God or not. Whether they dress right, look right, we got to love them. Where they love them where they <clears throat> Because Christ loved us where we were. Amen. And in Isaiah 58, um, we're going to read a little bit of Isaiah 58, starting with verse 1. Okay. Uh, we got to learn the love way they And this part is about fasting. We probably read this before. We're going to read it again. And that was what 58 starting with 1. All right. Where it said, Cry aloud, spare now, lift up your voice like a trumpet, and declare to my people their transgressions and to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek, inquire for, require me daily, and delight externally to know my ways as if they were in reality a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me righteous judgment. They delight to draw near to God in visible ways. Why have we fasted, they say, and you did not see it? Why have we afflicted ourselves and you take no knowledge of it? Behold, O Israel, on the day of your fast, when you should be grieving for your sins, you find profit in your business, and instead of stopping all work as the law implies you and your workmen should do, you extort from your hired servants a full amount of labor. I'm not going to read all that, but what lesson are we to learn from that? Well, first of all, fasting is one kind of self-denial about what Jesus had much to say. But some kinds of fasting are nothing but useless. They are signs of 
hypocrisy like two facedness. Well, you know, this means wanting to appear obedient while avoiding the responsibility of obeying God. A person who is inspired or filled by love for God denies himself or herself so that he or she can help those in need. That's right. That's what we have to do as children of God. Deny self sometimes mm -hmm. to help others. Like now, we, and that's if you haven't been burying the old man every day, you're not going to deny yourself. Deny right now. That's correct. You're going to find every reason in the world not to help somebody that's in need. In other words, they fast, but they still gain from fasting. They, they wasn't obedient in what the Lord told them to that, do. That's right. They fast because that's the thing to do. But and it appeared to be obedient, but they that's wasn't. That's right. There you go. They're going with the flow. That's mm -hmm. what everybody do. So I'm going to do it. But I'm going to keep mine. I'm still going to make money. Yeah, I'm, I'm fasting over here, but I'm making money I'm, over here. Yeah, you go. Hypocrisy. That's right. That is. So, you know, this is the kind of fasting self-denial that God honors. So, this is the kind of life that leads to the kind of worship that he likes. This is the worship that shows the sinner, the sinner that he or she has been the receiver of God's grace and love. But he or she must share grace and love with others. That is the kind of self-denial that shows true faith. Let's look in Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Yes, amen. Luke 9. Okay. In verse 23. Oh, brother Luke. Luke 9. Chapter 9, 23. 23, okay. And he said to all, If any person wills to come after me, let him deny himself, disown himself, forget those sight of himself in his own interest, refuse and give up himself, and take up his cross daily and follow me. Mm. Please steadfastly to me, Conform wholly to my example in living, and if need be, in dying also. In living and also in dying. Now, that's true faith. Now, that is a kind of self-denial that is at the heart of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Well, you know, that's what I'm saying. Wow. If you can't, wow. you can't put self to, aside from me. How you going to do it with Jesus? You're not going to. You're not That's all he's saying. You're not going to do it. Wow. You can't put self to the side for me. You ain't no way in the world you're going to do it for Jesus Christ. You're not going to give up all your worldly possessions for Jesus Christ when you can't even stop and buy me a hamburger if I'm hungry. Now, you're right. sure not going to get up your automobile, your fine home, and your big impressive job for Jesus. Yes, I'm gonna do. He asked the rich man. The rich man asked Jesus, "I have done everything you have asked of me. Everything I've given up. Everything, Lord. What else must I do 
He said, give up, give all your money to, to the poor, poor and, follow and, he, and follow me. And you know what he said? Mm -hmm. Uh-uh. I can't do that, Jesus. And turn away and walk the way. That's right. Now, we don't want to catch ourselves in the same bag, do we? No, we don't. We really don't. We really don't want to do that. Okay. That's right. We don't want to do. We don't want to do that. So I, I tell you, I, I just we don't want to get caught in nothing like that. No, we don't. I just don't know. I tell you, we think we want to follow Jesus until the Lord say, uh, "Look here, uh, let's let's uh, let's see how much you love me." That is. Let out. All that luxury you got, give it up and come and pick your cross up and walk follow with me. me. Follow me. Amen. And let's just see if you will do that and see how many will. Well, I'll tell you what, I will because I don't have nothing on this earth that I love more than my permanent home with Amen. Jesus Christ. That is right. So we want to thank you so much for joining us right here on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing in Time Bible Study. We're going to play a song and come back with closing comment, prayer, and our email address right here on LPJ 64.
Thank you again for joining us right here on LPJ 64. The closing comment tonight is the Israelites lost sight of the true character, who God is, of Jehovah God. But they were without excuse. Often God showed himself to them as God who is tender and kind. You are gracious, forgiving. You are slow to get angry. You are faithful and full of love. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> we must not forget who God is. Great is thy faithfulness. That's right. We must not forget and always remember who he is. And now we have closing prayer. A mind to pray. Dear Almighty and Omnipotent God, our Father, our Creator, and everlasting help. We humbly approach your throne in the precious name of Jesus. We eagerly enter your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise, recognizing you are infinite in power and might. The fullness of your ways are past knowing and your majesty is both seen and felt. Your word says you will grant us the very desire and will to do those things that are pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, the first and the last, we ask for our mind to pray and revelation to have a deeper and more intimate fellowship with you. We ask that you drive out all distractions and the cares of this life and give us a sincere heart to seek your face with great expectation and hope. Let us have the same attitude of Christ, who was totally faithful and dependent on you. In the name of Jesus, help us, Holy Spirit, to submit our minds to the purpose and plans of God while teaching us how to follow him daily. Let us turn from our wicked ways so that our sins be forgiven and that you hear our prayers and restore our land. In the name of Jesus, renew our minds and saturate them in your word that our thoughts are pure and steadfastly focused on you. Draw us near and let us listen attentively to your voice, cherishing every moment in prayer and fellowship with you. Let us desire your presence more than our natural food. And give us a mind to pray and seek your kingdom above all else, while trusting you to provide all of our needs. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. 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 And may the windows of heaven open and pour upon you a bundle of blessings. 
And thank you for always joining us here on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for end time Bible study from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. And may you have a wonderful and blessed rest of your week. And we look forward to you joining us again this Friday from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. And may you have a blessed night. Be blessed.